And welcome to another episode of Arrow, Chapter, and Verse. This time it's The Flash, Season 3, Episode 10, Borrowing Problems from the Future. And we start off with a flashback to a flash forward. Um, we see once again uh, Savitar uh, killing Iris. Uh, Barry is dreaming about it this time. He wakes up screaming. Iris asks him why. There's a whole thing. And then there's a fire uh, that he's got to go put out. Uh, so he and Wally uh, rush to the scene. Uh... Flash says some stuff about, like, okay, uh, oh, that's right, I forgot. Uh, Lieutenant Patterson, Greg Grunberg, is uh, trapped in the building. He's rushed into the building. Uh, Barry says, hey, you see this closed door? The sit on it means, like, there's no, it's it's sealed. If we break it open, it's going to cause probably a backdraft, I guess. And, uh, you know, he does some Flash stuff with the arm thing, and he creates a vortex, and then Wally opens the door, and everybody's saved and it's all it's all pretty cool and then greg grunberg says thanks flash and raises off and uh then i think we go back to the central city precinct i mean there might be there, there's some stuff uh with uh, um no i think we go back to the central city precinct and uh greg grunberg is like well what about the yellow guy the yellow guy sucks he doesn't do anything blah, blah, blah. no i guess we no we do have to go back to a uh, team flash first because uh, they're they're talking about it a little bit and uh wally uh races off to go uh you know i gotta go meet dad for breakfast and then i think they talk a little maybe about hr's uh plan for or making the uh the um, star labs museum thing happen and uh it, it's not really well formed he's got a hologram cisco that doesn't really work and he wants caitlin to run the coffee machine which is a little you know she's a biochemist um so uh then uh, wally uh, cut back to the precinct wally overhears greg grunberg like ragging on kid flash for no discernible reason um and that by the way that is the last we we're going to see of patterson in this episode he does not show up again he just shows up to get rescued and then say that kid flash isn't as good as regular flash um i agree that they maybe should have come up with another name for wally's superhero identity i mean he gets used to it he starts using it but still it's like kid kid flash was i think appropriate when kid flash when wally bust was a much younger sidekick to barry allen now that he's like you know a few years younger and basically as good as maybe a different a different name anyway um so joe and, and wally go off to have breakfast uh caitlin actually shows up to talk to julian uh because she needs his help to try to get rid of her powers julian's very rude to her and she leaves, and that's it. Quick side note, I don't know that I mentioned this in the last episode of The Flash. Julian gave Barry a Christmas present, which was basically his work ID back, because he went down to talk to Captain Singh, and Captain Singh had not processed Barry's resignation paperwork, and he got Barry's job back. Uh, this has no bearing on this episode, as Barry does not ever appear in the precinct. Um, perhaps it will in future episodes. I don't know how else he's going to afford that loft apartment, folks. It is a really nice loft apartment in what appears to be a major city. I always assume that Central City was based on Chicago. I could be wrong about that because Metropolis might also be Chicago when it's not. It's sort of, Metropolis is some sort of weird uh, amalgam of Metropolis, uh, of Chicago and New York. And Gotham is definitely New York. Um, so... You know, um, who knows? Central City, it's somewhere in 
the Midwest, and it's large. Okay, uh, so then we have this dude robbing a jewelry store. Uh, his name is Jared Marillo. Uh, because he has an eye patch. HR dubs him Plunder. Barry remembers that he saw a news story about this guy being apprehended. So he he freezes for a minute during the fight, uh, and he gets blasted with a futuristic gun that apparently, like, knocks him out of whack for a few seconds, like, screws up his powers, not unlike the gun that uh, the Legends used on Thawn. Anyway, uh, so Jared Marilla gets away. Uh, they talk about it a little bit. Um, they try to figure out where he's going to be next. They figure out he's going to be at a hotel. Uh, Barry goes out to try to stop him and is basically like, hey, you know, it's like you could have avoided 15 years in Iron Heights, but you're forcing my hand. A dude fires heat-seeking bullets at him. Like, Barry, like, knocks him, dodges the bullets, knocks him out, and then has to basically uh, uh, vibrate through a couple of concrete barriers so the bullets hit the concrete barriers. And that's that's what this gun does. And then Wally uh, shows up and uh, captures him and, and takes him away. And Barry's really upset at Wally because this has led... This is one of the things that might lead to Iris uh, getting killed by Savitar because they're not entirely sure. All he knows is that he saw this story in the future and then Iris was killed by Savitar. The problem with trying to change the future on limited information is that the whole thing is an exercise in post hoc ergo propter hoc. Um, what happens is because he gets so upset at Wally, basically, uh, um, Iris talks to him. He talks to Iris. He shows her the story he tells her what happened with Savitar, and then they go tell the team. And then he and Cisco vibe to the future, and they read the headlines, and they write down a bunch of headlines. And let's see, it's like, Music Meister gets six-figure deal. Music Meister is a Flash villain, so maybe we'll see him coming up. Uh, we also get that uh, Joe West is honored by the city that the Star Labs Museum closes down, that Killer Frost is still at large, uh, and that the city is all right after a guerrilla attack. Those are the ones that I remember. Um, but, yeah, so finally we're going to get the return of Gorilla Grodd at some point uh, during the season, I assume, unless they, they change that completely. So, armed with these headlines, Team Flash has assumed that if they can change those headlines, they could change the future enough to uh, prevent Iris's death. Um... I also say that during the vibe, they see HR in the sniper's position on the roof of a nearby building. Uh, it doesn't do anything, but the future has changed somewhat. And that's the whole problem with what they're doing, is that they're trying to change the future based on what they know, which isn't enough. We don't know if any of those headlines are links in the chain of causality that leads up to Iris's death. Um, we we don't know why Savitar comes back. We don't know how Savitar comes back. And those are, you know, the important things that maybe you would want to know. I mean, unless somehow Gorilla Grodd releases Savitar from his prison, which is doubly imprisoned in the Speed Force. Uh, we also have the museum opening. Oh, wait, hang on, time out. Uh, there was another scene where Caitlin went back to Julian. Julian texted her uh, and apologized. And Caitlin was like, look, you're going through all this stuff. You've got a bunch of Survivor's Guild. You were used by Savitar. Why don't you join Team Flash? And Julian is like, really? 
and HR has his museum opening, and it's nobody shows up. It's terrible. And then Julian shows up and is like, I want to join Team Flash. And everyone on Team Flash is like, what? And Caitlin's like, well, remember all of this stuff that we can't go through alone, and he can't go through it alone, and he hasn't revealed Barry's secret. Maybe we should give him a chance. And everyone on Team Flash is like, all right, we'll think about it. Um, and then uh, Plunder, Plunder appears again. Uh, he has broken out of Iron Heights, he's assaulted a couple of guards, and uh, they're trying to figure out where he is, and then Barry remembers that he's going to be at Central City. Now, the important thing here is that he, uh, Central City Museum, he says that, Joe says what, because they've decided, although Team Flash is aware about Iris's impending doom, they've decided not to tell Joe because they think it's going to blind him too much from doing his job. Uh, or he's going to not be able to to deal with it or something like that so they're they're not telling joe which is i think a, a bad idea as we all know that secrets come back to bite you in a big way on the cw shows uh so i assume that at some point james and win will reveal that they are uh together the guardian to supergirl and that uh eventually team arrow will have no secrets from each other because otherwise uh, things are, I mean, that team is just going to split, and he's going to have to find another team, which he's already done, so, yeah, all right. So, uh, Central City Museum, Wally goes after him, and Wally stands directly in front of him, a ways away, and it, see, here's the thing, I don't see why if you're a speedster, you need to go talk to the dude. I think you could just punch the dude. Because talking to the dude gives the dude a chance to fire his futuristic gun at you a bunch of times, and one of the times it hit him, and then uh, Plunder speeds off on his motorcycle, and Barry shows up, and Wally's like, no, no, take a minute, you got this one, and Barry's like, no, we gotta change the future, you gotta get him. And Wally's like, oh, uh, why did you, uh, did you send me out here just to do that? And he's like, no, I sent you out here because you're a hero, and Iris needs a hero. I should mention also that uh, earlier, um, I when Wally got plunder on the hotel, Flash was super upset uh, because he th he thought that that didn't change the future, even though Kid Flash collared him that time, um, and like said a bunch of like you know you can't handle this responsibility, then our partnership is over, blah blah blah, and then apologized to Wally directly before going out after Plunder the third time. And apparently, if Kid Flash catches him this time, it's different than Kid Flash catching him the other time because this one changed the future and the other one wouldn't. Anyway, they they follow Plunder. Uh, Plunder does a bunch of stuff like he shoots one bullet that explodes that has a bunch of different explodey warheads in it and um explodes a bunch of different times he shoots a bullet that creates a some sort of force screen that they both blast through um and eventually of course wally gets him in a small crowd of chanting kid flash and it's pretty cool and back at star labs uh where the headline says uh, uh plunder captured by flash wally writes kid under it so they've changed that headline but this is essentially, um, this is a meaningless change. Uh, so, okay, uh, let's, let's talk about, um, the Dragonlance novels for a second. We're going to talk about the legends, uh, which involve time travel 
Raceland goes back in time essentially to become Fist and Dantalus and also so that he can get a gate to uh, find a gate to the abyss. Now he does this, but one of the things that's that is troubling him is that uh Tachises probably keeps sending him dreams of what the original Fist and Dantalus did, which is it was the same plan. Fist and Dantalus intended to go into the abyss and challenge Tachises to become um, a god. And Fist and Dantalus failed in a big way. And Fist and Dantalus failed in a big way because a gnome with another time device screwed up what uh, Fist and Dantalus was trying to do and like the delicate arcane energies of the portal were disrupted by this device, etc., etc. Now, there's some sort of treatise on time travel and it's like you can't ever take a gnome, a kender, or a dwarf back to time travel because they were created by reorks and, the, and that's not really true but they're created by the chaos gem and they're sort of they've they've got some rule breaking capabilities and whatnot so uh tasselhoff burfoot meets this gnome tasselhoff burfoot is a kender um okay a kender is uh they they played that he was like the only good one and then everyone else was just really annoying uh they're 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 halflings but they're natural thieves in that they just take stuff really without thinking about it they don't do it to be because they're greedy they do it because something looked interesting and they are acquisitive which is different than being greedy uh they're also sort of natural innocence like they uh it's hard for them to develop a sense of responsibility, which Tasselhoff Burfoot eventually does because essentially he's been through so much trauma. But, uh, okay, so Taz uh, meets this gnome that is going to screw up the arcane portal energies. Raceland sees him and goes, well, well, that's the gnome, and kills the gnome, and then that's it. And then there's this whole thing about, well, but there's a kender who is also trying to... Uh, get back to the future and uses a bunch of uh uses a magic thing that might screw up the portal energies blah 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 blah, blah. the whole thing is um he substituted a kender for a gnome it was a meaningless change right the point was that the screwing with the arcane energies energies was still going to happen and it was still going to screw up the plan so substituting kid flash in for flash is a meaningless change. Jared Marilla is still going to jail. Plunder's still going to jail. They're still going to have the trial. It's just one speedster captured him rather than another. And there's a question you could ask here. It's like, well, what if a different hero entirely captured him? What if it was a speedster? Would that be a meaningful change? And I don't know. Um, theoretically, it would only be a meaningful change if the speedster was off doing something that prevented Savitar from coming back. But uh, I think what's what's going to happen is that they're probably going to change some, but not all of these headlines. And ultimately, that's not the issue. That's none of those changing those headlines isn't going to solve their problem. Something else is going to solve their problem um, because, uh, well, it, because spoiler alert, Iris is still alive during Crisis on Infinite Earths. So. Um, yeah, I, I know she survives past this season, so I know they do something to stop Savitar. I just don't know what it is. Um, it, it's it's interesting to me uh, because Cisco is so willing to throw out TV pop culture references 
but it's like they've never read any stories any or novels or anything dealing with time travel or whatever they're going through right now um which is weird because they're all out there and these people are a bunch of nerds especially hr who on his earth is apparently a nebula award-winning author about time travel and very specifically asks him about his book and he discusses his book but if i had been writing that character i would have been like and here's here's six you know, here's six dozen other time travel sci-fi references that you can take a look at to see what the issue is. Uh, but he doesn't, and there's that. So, um, oh, right, one more thing. This is important. Uh, at the very end uh, of the episode, there is, there's a housewarming party at uh, Barry and Iris' place. HR brings a turtle, because that's what they do on his earth. I wonder sometimes if he's just screwing with them, if he's like, here's what we do on my earth, and he just does something, and they have to deal with it. Uh, and then uh, Julian comes by, and it turns out that they have accepted Julian. Julian's going to be part of Team Flash. And somehow, a CSI and, uh, well, he and Cisco have crafted a solar-powered device for Caitlin that will subdue her powers. Again, like, if you do one science on this show, then you can do all the sciences. Um, doesn't matter what you're trained in. You can do anything you want. It's pretty great. And then in the stinger, what happens is uh, we cut to a place that looks suspiciously like Infantino Street, but I can't be sure. And a woman appears out of a dimensional portal, or it could be a Speed Force portal. All the portals look the same. And she does this thing, and a little hologram, wrist hologram appears of HR. Uh, by the way, if you're if you're hunting somebody, it is de rigueur to have a wrist hologram that you can use because that's what the uh, possible bounty hunters in Supergirl use when they're looking for Monel. They just extend their hand, and a little image of the person they're looking for pops up at their wrist. So uh, yeah, and that is the end of the episode of The Flash, which means it's the end of this episode of Arrow, chapter and verse. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good day, and I'll see you next time.